Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Hector Santia Esteban and we are going to get into today's What's Working Now episode in just a minute. But before we do, I want to invite you to come and hang out with us on Twitter at Perpetual Traff. That's Perpetual T-R-A-F. Come find us and let us know what topics or guests you want to talk about on future episodes. We're going to get into our What's Working Now episode right after this. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprig. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So we've been talking here about things that we've learned from Performance Max, which you know, Kasim talked about this, is that it is much more strategic now. It's far, there are tactics, yes. And I recommend you all watch the Solutions 8 YouTube channel for this because there's a lot of tactical stuff. But the beauty of you know, the, some of the folks over there, because you guys have a really, really good following and a really sort of great momentum and understand Performance Max is there's a ton of tactical things. But the tactician that leads a lot of this conversation still is a high-level strategic thinker. And I'm talking about John Moran and you as well, Gossam. But John has that combination of the two. So I do think if you can't like think about it from the customer perspective, which was audiences, not placements on our first one, and number two, 
creative drives everything and it's the linchpin. Those are higher level ways in which to think about advertising. But then you have to have some of the tactics on top of it. Almost more importantly is that number three here is that this is a very, very multi-touch point engagement, correct? You, you need to zoom out. So, you know, I, I mentioned a little earlier, we can't be click to conversion obsessed. What that means is you have to look at, Google calls it your path to purchase. If you're a data nerd, you're probably used to hearing it referred to as the attribution window. But the day that Ralph comes into my funnel isn't the day that he buys. And the massive mistake that we're all going to make and that I make still on a regular basis is we look at data on a 30-day window. And dude, I don't know why that is. We're just, we report monthly, so we compare monthly. Google has month-over-month -month comparisons. All the data and attribution tools provide these 30-day blocks. And I think that humans have just developed this second nature is to looking at data in these 30-day blocks. The problem is people don't buy in 30-day blocks. You know, yeah. so oh, it's the first. It's time for me to make all my purchases now. So right. it, it depends on what you're shopping for. And that's what you need to figure out. You know, I've got a whole agency that serves Montessori schools. But a Montessori parent could be searching 18 months. And we've seen this. We've seen parents that, you know, like they're searching when they're planning pregnancy because these are like a types oh yeah and hyper educated consumers like my wife yeah <laughs> uh, but dude, Prob it's probably yours and you oh, and right. yeah that's that's the problem is we know these people too well and so you think that we'd be good at interpreting and yet i'm still looking at these montessori campaigns it's like oh we spent money in april what happened in may and the question is what happens in you know October of next year that you should be looking right. at. Right. And that's a pretty exaggerated example. But get out of this 30-day click-to-purchase paradigm. Zoom out and look at your actual customer path. And the way to do that, by the way, I think is just to expand the date ranges on your reporting. And far too often, we'll turn off a campaign and think we're saving money. And really, if you zoom out 90 days, oh, as soon as that campaign went off, 90 days later, that was our acquisition campaign. So 90 days later, our profit drops. But because we're used to comparing things on a month-over-month -month basis, you'll never even see that. And who knows mm. how many of those mistakes that we've made. So with Performance Max, the problem is exacerbated because we've talked a lot about how Facebook is top of the funnel. And Facebook is really focused on top of the funnel. And Google is bottom of the funnel. And Google is really focused on bottom of the funnel. Well, what that means is we, all, we were all dedicated to moving one step on the game board. Well, here's Performance Max, who moves all, all 15 steps. But that means that you need to start reporting that way. So if you're only moving one step from one stage of the funnel to the next, you can report on a 30-day window and probably be about 80% right. Mm -hmm. But if you're moving from the top to the bottom, which is depending on how, how you articulate your funnel, anywhere from three to 15 steps, you now need to look at a timeline that accounts for that. And mm -hmm. the big mistake that advertisers are going to make is they're not going to zoom out far enough. Yeah. So in that case, I mean, I forget what Montessori tuition is, it's but it's a five-figure yeah. sum, as I recall. So is it safe to say that the benchmark for all the listeners is, and I know we had Kobe on the show where it was like, hey, if you're going for a lead or an opt-in or a purchase that's of a low ticket value, or if it isn't an impulse buy or just a quick opt-in, and Kobe talked about one-day click optimization window in Facebook. Totally makes sense. Right. Montessori education, not a one-day click. Right. You know, I'm looking at land right now. You know, we're considering 
renting our house that's in in Maine, and then we're going to build another house within the next like year or two. Like my purchase window is months, if not maybe years. Right. So that Redfin ad that I clicked on, which now I'm being retargeted on, I hope they understand that. The point is, is like every purchase is going to be very, very different. Every transaction is going to be different. And I think this is where you really do have to zoom back out. And as a Google advertiser, if you're a Google advertiser and all you've done is just really look inside that 30-day window or seven-day window, and I know there's plenty of Facebook people that just look inside that seven-day window. That's all they ever look at. It's like you have to zoom back out with Performance Max more so than you ever had on the Google side. It's it's more of a challenging on Facebook because the window is really is 28 days and you've got attribution tools that can show longer than that. But on Google, zooming that that look back window out is much more important and, mm. and vital now because it could be the 500 touch points. And when you say touch points, that could be view, that could be click, it could be watching a video it could be everything and i know that comes from it's google somewhere. impressions like you're scrolling yeah. through an article and you see it you don't even know you saw it yep but you did yeah and it contributed to the ultimate decision to to take that conversion action whatever that happens to be yeah so i do think that these are three big things we're going to be learning more and more as we as we go on here but what one of the points that we were joking about before is the fact that performance max is just this this articulation of google finally unveiling all the tools all the dirty it's little secrets all the tools they've had and just waiting in the wings while facebook and zuckerberg just took all the arrows and it's just brilliant i tweeted that the other day and i, I just like oh my god like they were so smart and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I think having a face of the business actually really did Facebook a disservice. I didn't think about it until you said that, but I think you're absolutely right. Because it's hard to hate a company. You know, they're disembodied entities, but it's easy to hate a person, sadly. And God, is Mark Zuckerberg easy to hate too. Like that poor guy with that weird bowl cut of his and just the the, the strange sort of, I don't know what, robotic Aff answers that he offers. Affect, yeah. 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 I hate to say it because I, I, we love Facebook. Yep. Let's, not, let's make sure we're very clear on that. We're a partner manager and they have a tremendous impact on our business positively and been really, really helpful for us. But Zuckerberg like became a meme in the last year or so. Oh, dude. Yeah. He's a bunny and, villain. And, and it's, that is what I think they're, as Facebook was taking all the arrows for privacy and like GDPR and everything else, Google was just wait. Well, so the other thing more too, and more data. We can only be outraged for so long. Look at COVID. COVID is right. not gone. You know what I mean? We're all just like, all right, we're bored now. No masks on the plane. Like, right, yeah. right or wrong, and I'm not, I'm not commenting in either direction. I'm not trying to piss anybody off, but it's still funny. Like, we were yeah. all wearing masks on a plane because there was this pandemic, and now we're not. And it's mm -hmm. not because of science. It's because of fatigue. So right. we all got really mad about privacy concerns, right? But then we fatigued and Google's like, yeah. cool, they're, they're over it. You know, they're beyond it. So now we're going to roll out our crazy heavy targeting thing. I just, I just thought of a graphic, like the graphics of like when the Delta variant came in, then Omicron, it's like privacy went up and down and Facebook like went down with them. And now Google like just waited until the last 
surge right and then boom came out with performance packs because no everyone's fatigued about it nobody wants to talk about it anymore well, the dude, timing the was perfect google's targeting is so much more intrusive than facebook's oh like, God, targeted yeah. by what websites you log into that's i know who's cheating on their spouse you know what yeah. i mean like it's just un, it's unbelievable it's unbelievable you can target by people's search terms that's so yeah. intimate it's so private yeah yeah and it's and that search means so much more than just like Facebook can target by the websites that you visited up to a certain point. The point is like Google knows so much about you. It knows like what I looked like when I was tw 29 years old because I use Google photos or, right. you know what I mean? And those are like what my kids look like. You know, I think you use, use this expression, like it knows my tax returns because it, it's Google Sheets, it's Google Drive. Like we, I run my entire business on Google Drive. Like just imagine how much they know about me. Yep. Facebook isn't privy to any of that information. Right. You know, I mean, it's an app on my phone, which yes, does track me around the internet based upon user ID. I get it. And even though I'm in the Apple iOS device, which I do allow tracking because I love tracking, the point is, is like they know so much less about me, which makes this much more powerful. I wonder if there will be a privacy surge at some point in time, like another variant of the privacy pandemic that comes later when people realize Google really has so much info on all of us. You can That'll be really interesting. Google gives you, let me find the URL. Google gives you the ability to see everything that it has on you from an interest perspective, categorized. Wow. Okay. And it's, I, I shouldn't say everything, but Google gives you a glimpse. And Ralph, it's so scary. If I find the URL, we'll drop it in the show notes. If I don't, you can find it inside of just a Google search, but you yeah. can also clear it out. So Google realizes that I'm sure what you're saying is right. There's something coming. There's probably a shift in the collective consciousness, let's say, as far as what people know is available and accessible. But the thing that I think is really interesting is that shift may not happen soon enough. And as the core consumer base ages out and this new generation ages in, dude, they don't care. They do not care. They grew up they with it. They're comfortable with it. They plug all their crap into the device anyway. It doesn't freak them out at all. Yeah. So Google may have dodged this, dodged this bullet entirely. Entirely. Yeah. Just because the age demographic is changing and the view of privacy is changing. It's become more of an accepted thing. Yep. You know, the lack of privacy equals convenience. And we've done plenty of shows on that, like right around the Cambridge Analytica scandal, or if that was even really a scandal when you really think about it. They just shared a bunch of user IDs with people, you know, and it was a loop in their app. The point was like it was it, in my opinion it was so overblown but the point was it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what i think it matters what the public thinks and it mm. thinks that facebook is a villain and google got off scot-free and outcomes performance backs <laughs> crazy well all right well this has been good we got you uh but this just shows you how excited like we are about this new campaign type here it really is a game changer we're seeing it. We're not just, we didn't even talk about results. Like we're seeing us astounding results right now. We'll Google. do another show yeah. about all the results that we're getting at your agency and our, our agency and, you know, Facebook and Google together, which has just been tremendous. Like it's a total game changer and we'll do another show on that. But yeah, three big things that we've learned in a very short period of time. And there's going to be so much more we're going to learn over the coming months. Wouldn't you well, agree? The new features that are coming out are nuts. Oh, 
They've got a 70-page slide deck, and every page has at least one new feature. And some of them, y'all, are, some of them are crap. Some of them, I'm like, I, I actually hope you don't do that. But some of them are so exciting. They just dropped yeah. one Friday. Oh, we really? were only able to see all conversions, and now we can see conversions versus all conversions, which we'll uh-huh. maybe have a, a episode on that if the listener doesn't know what that means. But that's a really big deal. That's yeah. a really big deal. It changes the way that you optimize. It changes what you can track. It's huge. You know, yeah. that, that alone is so impactful and there's so many more of those coming. Oh my God. Yeah. The one I, I know you've seen it in a couple of your accounts. I don't, I think we have a, maybe one and then it disappeared was new customer acquisition. Yeah. It should be in all of them, but Google's so inconsistent with their rollout. I don't understand the rhyme or reason behind any of it. As of Friday, it was in none of them again because it appeared and then it disappeared. No so anyways, but yeah, like stuff like that, like that's going to be, oh my God, huge features that are really game changers. So make sure that you keep listening to this show. We'll keep you updated as much as possible because we're doing it. We're spending money on this, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars on this platform. And we'll tell you how we actually do it and you know what's what's working, what's not working. So make sure that you do check out our show notes over at perpetualtraffic.com. We will leave links to all the things that we mentioned here. Our goal is to be the number one marketing podcast in the world. And the only way that we can do that is through your help, but also by delivering content here that's helpful and useful for you. We listen to everything that you say, incorporate it into these shows. So add us on Twitter, definitely follow Perpetual Traff on Twitter, Kasim and myself there as well. All resources in the show notes are over at perpetualtraffic.com. So check that out on behalf of my awesome co-host, Kasim Aslam. Peace. Till next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey, it's Gossam here, and I have another question for you. What would your business look like if you had 55% more traffic, 67% more leads, and 30% more revenue on top of what you're already producing? Would that make a big difference in your bottom line or even your bank account? Well, those are the statistics for businesses that blog consistently. And I think the reason is simple. It's because Google wants to recommend websites with helpful content. Here's the problem. If you're like me, you don't have the time to sit down and write blogs. And even if I did manage to get enough words on the page, none of it's going to be any good. So if you're in that same position, I want to recommend our buddies at BKA Content who will write all of your blogs for you. They'll do all the research and all the writing. So all you have to do is copy and paste. If you want to try them out, they're giving PT listeners 50% off. That's 5-0% off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. That's B-K-A-Content.com forward slash perpetual.